Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. Or, should I say, movie streamers from your couches. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And here we are, week two of our quarantine episodes. <laughs> yes, now it's a series of quarantine episodes. Yeah. Well, you said you wanted to break this show up into seasons. This is season quarantine. Exactly. Well, the movie we're talking about, you got to see in a theater, but I, I watched it from home. Yeah. This is the last movie I got to see in a theater. And it was only two days before they just shut shit down. Actually, when we recorded our last episode, they hadn't closed all the theaters yet. But by the time we released the episode, it had all been closed. Like, that's how fast shit moved. Yeah, it, it's it been crazy because I think one day they were like, a quarter of your staff can't be in the office. And then it was like literally the next day they were like, 50% of your staff can't be in the office. And then I think it was two days later, like 75%. And then now they're just like, if you're not essential... Go the fuck home. <laughs> so yeah, that all happened within like five days, dude. It just keeps uh, it keeps getting uh, out of hand, out of control real quick. It's really making my job miserable. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were talking right before we started recording, but I thought that working from home would be awesome, and I'm actually not enjoying it as much as I thought it would. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping things go back to normal sooner rather than later. I heard that on like a a vaccine front, apparently they're like making like record time coming out with a vaccine for this. And I guess they already have like some drugs that like work better than others to treat it. So yeah, I've been dabbling with some drugs that work better than others as well, but Oh yeah, I, I hear you. I'm not sick. <laughs> I, yeah. I got the joke. <laughs> I feel great. I think they Brandon was telling me that I guess like a vaccine normally takes like two years to come out. This, they might get out within like a year, maybe oh. even quicker. So interesting to see. How uh, how you can get shit done when you put your mind to it? Yeah, you work together. You could you could do anything. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Fuck off with that. <laughs> That's I was like I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what we need right now in this time. We don't need people coming together. We need people staying far away from each other. Oh yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you guys do, don't come together. Don't do it. Or. If you want to come together, do it over a Skype call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mutual masturbation. Well, I was going to say, when? Uh, when's the last time uh, you used your hand on something? <laughs> yeah, wait, are you genuinely <laughs> asking me? I was asking you that. Le- I was setting I'm doing it right joke. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't hear it? It sounds like you're 
patting a baby's butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you get slow and then you speed up the intense. The intensity, yeah. I, I, I yeah. hear you. I've never actually masturbated. You've never done it? Okay. Never. We just joke about it a ton on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. But you know what? In these times, I bet you a lot of jacking it is going on. Like a lot. <laughs> like record highs. <laughs> That's what all the toilet paper's for. That's exactly. That's what it is. Dude, dude's just spanking it. Wanky into a hanky. That's why everyone is like, how much do you shit, man? And you're like, yeah, just, just poop a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, see, if they were also stockpiling on like taco seasoning and cheese, I would understand why you would need so much toilet paper. I saw a thing that said, um, White Castle is closing. This is not due to Corona. This is due to the toilet paper shortage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I had White Castle recently. and I loved it. Every time I've had White Castle, I... Man, we talk about food all the time on this show. When <laughs> the last time I had White Castle, I, I came to the realization that White Castle is always better in your mind before you get there. Like, Oh, for sure. Like you're always like, oh man, I could go for some White Castle, and then you're eating it, and you're like, it's not that great. Like, it really isn't, it. but it made me so happy. It's just wet bread with like a fucking sliver of meat. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting so hard. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Nothing I like more than just wet buns. <laughs> yeah. And a sliver of meat. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, actually, I remember uh, I was still in high school, but we were we were going to Bamboozle and on the way to Giant Stadium, which is where Bamboozle was, we passed a White Castle. And I remember my one friend, he could never like eat like he could never finish a meal. And he was like, oh, man, I want White Castle so bad. So he pulled over and he was like, what do you guys get? And we're like, I don't know yet. And then he was like, well, I'm getting the Crave case. I don't know about you guys. The Crave case oh is God. like 40 sliders in an actual briefcase. And, I know it's the best way to get dirty fast food. Yeah, and, and and me and my friend Wayne were like, okay, we're not getting anything. And he was like, why? We're like, because you're gonna eat like four of them, and then we're just gonna mooch off of you. And then he was like, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. He ate like five or six, and then he was done. And then we had like five or six, or whatever. And then we got to the concert, and we were like, kind of tailgating, like we were just hanging outside because we got there early, but we were we weren't old enough to drink yet. And these guys came up to us and they're like, they're like, yo, like I see you got White Castle. They're like, we'll give you two beers for a slider. And then the same kid was like, how about this? I'll give you two sliders for two beers. And, and we were like, dude, what, what are you doing? That's not how you that's not how you haggle. <laughs> how about this? I'll give you more for the same thing you were gonna give me for less. Yeah. We were like, what's wrong with you? We could have gotten so many beers. And he was like, I'm not gonna rip them off. It's just a fucking slider. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking slider. <laughs> so no, no truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. split a ten sack with Logan. Oh really? Yeah, not like we didn't split it evenly because he's three and I'm a grown ass man and I didn't want to murder him. Yeah, so he, you had three, he had seven. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be fair, but he loved it. Don't he was like, "It's so tiny." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of our so conversation <laughs> that's it's so tiny yeah yeah 
feel like we've all heard that <laughs> all too often. <laughs> but yeah, man. How's it, how's your quarantine going? I don't feel it. I really don't feel it because I have to go to work every day. Not every day, but I have to go to work every day that I would normally have to go to work. Like, shit's just business as usual. I'm just not allowed to go to the movies now, which is bullshit. Yeah, the movie thing is is killing me. Like, you know, I was watching this at home the other day, and for whatever reason, like, every platform, like, could not stream it, and I was getting pissed off, and eventually I got it to work, but it it took forever, and, like, the quality wasn't even that good when I finally got it. It was was a bummer. Yeah, and it sucks for me to watch movies at home, because... Logan, he's a he's a kid. He wants attention. He wants to play. You can't just sit and watch a movie quietly in home. Like I, I can't. Like constant interruption and yelling from the other room and stuff. And I'm like, dude, shut up. I also don't know if he would be into a social political gore fest. <laughs> no, probably not. But we've been trying to watch. Actually, I was going to ask you this for the episode, but we've been watching like Sons of Anarchy. Because for me, like, I'm rewatching most of it. I just need to finish the last season. That's the only thing I haven't seen. So we're going back and rewatching all of it. But other than that, we're, we're checking out some movies. So I was going to ask you, like, besides The Hunt that we're doing today, because you had to watch it for the show, like, have you been watching any other movies during your uh, quarantine? I I haven't watched any new movies, like, other than The Hunt. Yeah, like, what have you gone back and, like, revisited now that yes. you have time at home? Well, I rewatched Jojo Rabbit two nights ago. And then last night I watched uh, John Wick 3. Very cool. And then actually while I was working on the book, which we'll get to next, when I was working on the book, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to rewatch Blindspotting again because I love that movie. And so I have three monitors. I know you know this, but the Swampies, I got three monitors. I had one that I wasn't using. So I was like, you know what? Like, I haven't hooked up the... I have a DVD player that plugs into the, the computer. So I was like, I'll, I'll break that out because I haven't plugged it in yet since I moved took it out and i realized that the port that the like usb goes into on the dvd player it got dislodged from the actual circuit board and was like rattling around inside of it and i was like yeah and i was like what the fuck yeah i I was i was pretty pissed and it it wasn't like cheap either like it was like 80 dollars or whatever yeah so i was like i could fix this like I, i have faith in myself so i like took the board apart you know opened it up found the piece inside of it and then I soldered it back onto the board. Then like I plugged it in and like it actually started working again. So I was like dope. So I, I put in blind spotting and closed it back up and then I was trying to get it to load and I think the lens is also scratched too from the move. So it like it wouldn't read any discs. So I was like getting what? pissed. Yeah. And I was getting pissed and I had like put blind spotting back in there and closed it up and eventually I was like you know what fuck this and like I just like ripped the cord out of it and like broke the thing again and i was like i was like i'm i'm done with this shit and then i like went to go throw it back in like the box and then i was like oh fuck blind spotting still in there so <laughs> so, so then i had to open it back up again resolder it just to get the disc back out and then i then i tossed it damn that sucks well, i did tell you when you were moving up there i don't think it was a good idea for you to tie it to the bumper of the <laughs> truck when you were driving up exactly like like they were just like some cans and you just got hitched <laughs> just clanging down the road oh yeah, my dvd player won't work i don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> um yeah other than that i'm trying to think of some stuff i watched creed 2 last night that's what i put it on instead so nice episode number one what, what about you mostly it's been sons of anarchy uh i showed megan uncut gems which was cool nice i just bought that awesome with the uh with like the silver cover and everything i don't know if yep. there's different ones black and silver yeah, 
Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice touch. So did, did Megan like it? Um, she didn't necessarily care. Like it didn't hit her the way like if it hit us, you know. Uh, okay. All right. But she didn't dislike it, which is a step in the right direction. Because sometimes I show her shit, and she's like, "Don't ever show me anything like this again." <laughs> like high life. Like high life. She hated that. But in all fairness, I did not know what we were walking into either. <laughs> you said you were gonna watch it that night, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bastard." <laughs> Anything else or no? Oh, we watched something that was very appropriate for our times. We watched Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So and good. I, I'm really thinking about getting a Apocalypse Mohawk right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a, like a tattoo from it, but hey, man, go for the go for a Mohawk. Yeah, I'm going to get a Mohawk. Also, if this does get worse and we start going into like end of days, like post-apocalyptic world... I'm calling it now. I want to be the guy just shredding guitar on top of like a monster truck with like a <laughs> swinging from chains. You know what I'm I, talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, what do they call them? Everyone's like super like serious. Like, yeah, we're going to kill. Everyone's got guns and flamethrowers. And then this guy's just on, on top with no eyeballs playing a guitar like flames. <laughs> I said to Brandon, like the first day that we were we were home, I was like, when we finally emerge from the apocalypse, I'm going to look like Nux from, from Mad Max. I was like, with like the chat lips and the white skin oh, and the sunken eyes. There you go. Witness me. Well, oh, that's what I was going to say. Witness me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I will reemerge back into the, the world, shiny and chrome. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to need a blood bag. <laughs> exactly. By that, we mean a human hanging upside down and bleeding into us. That movie's so good, though. It is really good, but I want to make a I want to make a meme for all of this because you know, like early on the scene where the villain he makes his first appearance and he's telling the people whatever he dumps the water on him for a few seconds and he's like, "Don't become too uh, too addicted to it because you will you will be in pain when it's gone." Type thing, like don't get used to the water. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to make a meme of of you know close up of him him saying that line and then when it go, you go under it it cuts to when he's dumping the water, but I Photoshop all the water out and it's just toilet paper. <laughs> it's true, man. I said the, uh, the other day, I was like, is it too much to invest in a bidet? <laughs> Dude. Okay. I keep coming back to this and I keep thinking about this because it's the number one thing that's driving me crazy about this. People are like, Oh, what are we going to do if we don't have toilet paper though? Nine times out of 10, you're taking a shit right next to your shower. Hop in and blast your asshole out. Like, <laughs> What the fuck is the problem? <laughs> you just stomp it down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I mean though. Like just give just give it put it all the way on hot or all the way on cold. No warm shit. The warm doesn't work. Do they gotta be freezing or boiling? And then you know how like uh shower heads, like they'll have different settings? Yeah. You put it on that one that's like in the middle, like the massage one, where it's like a single stream coming out of the middle, and yeah. for some reason it shoots way harder than every other setting. Mm-hmm. You do Concentrated. that. Concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. You just blast it in your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're good to go. Pull your pants back up. Exactly. I don't know. People are ridiculous. This whole thing's stupid. I feel like this might be a great 
way to segue into uh, the book. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We we have we have the book. <laughs> the book's coming out the day this is dropping. So if you're listening to this, uh, which it's coming out on Wednesday the 25th, that is the day that the book is dropping. So woo, we did it. Three months later, it. took fucking forever. Hopefully, when you yeah. see it, you'll understand why. Yeah, we're gonna start the 2021 right now. I'm well. I'm doing things a lot differently when we do it that time. Like now, like I realize, like I definitely could have started this earlier and done things a certain way. So like next time, like it'll actually come out in like a timely fashion. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you like it. It's got a lot of really cool content in it. I think if you're a movie lover, you're gonna enjoy it, and it'll probably help you, you know, find some watches that you, you know, some movies to watch that you you, you didn't know about or you haven't seen. Yeah, honestly, now's a pretty good time to have something like that to just be able to look because it's going to be digital, so you can just pull it up on your phone. And then if you wanted to look back, and especially a lot of those movies are showing up on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Amazon Prime now. I saw Honey Boys on Amazon Prime right now, and uh, Hulu just added like five or six different 2019 movies, and same thing with HBO. They're constantly putting up movies from last year. Mm -hmm. So. Good, good yeah. little reference to look at and see, like, oh, what's what's worth my time? Yeah, go definitely. watch little. <laughs> That's definitely read through it. There's some really funny stuff. Little has a has a good one uh, on it. Oh yeah, we we pepper in the humor. Yeah, we do. So, uh, yeah, the, the book is out. It's got a lot of really cool stuff in it. You'll learn more about us. You know, our our shop. There's uh, stuff that'll bring you to our sites. Written stuff in there for our favorite movies. All good stuff. But if you want to get that, what you got to do, follow us on... Are we doing just Instagram or follow us on any social media platform? Follow us on... Yeah, Instagram is the easiest for us to track. Facebook is also easy to track. I'm not great with Twitter and stuff like that. But Well, I think any is probably the way to go, right? Yeah, that works. So follow us on any social media platform. And all you need to do is just share the post about the book or just share a post about the show. Yeah. Cause we'll get notified if we were tagged in anything or like, you know, shared in anything and then we could send you a link and you could just direct download it. And yeah, it helps us out, helps you out. Should be cool. We, we want you guys to see this because it took us a long time to work on it. We're very proud of it. And the reason that it took so long is because we cared about what we were doing. We didn't want to just put out some garbage for you. So we definitely want to, spread the word about it. We definitely want to get it into as many people's hands as possible, maybe even eventually in a physical way. But for now, having this digital access, this cool little yearbook of, uh, of 2019 and our first year as a show, really, it's a, it's a nice little, it's almost, it's like a gift for us from us, but it's also for you swampies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen all these movies, so I don't really need to need to have any information on them, but I think, that's right. I think for someone else, like, you know, that didn't see almost 300 movies last year, there's a lot of info in it. You can find some good stuff. Also, if it's the PDF and you're downloading it and you're looking at it digitally, you could search for whatever you're looking for. Like, if you're like, oh, I want to see what movies A24 put out this year, it'll show you all the A24 releases, which is super cool. Yeah. So, yeah, just share and follow and we'll send you a link and you can get it. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I think I'm, I'm really excited for it to come out. I'm really excited for it too, man. It looks awesome. I really can't wait for the Swampies to see it. Trailer Park! Whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was taking a drink and I just spit it everywhere. Good. That'll show you. <laughs>
So what are we talking today? Well, we are talking, of course, because we are talking about Le Hunt. Le Hunt, <laughs> as they say in France, <laughs> I think. Is that French? <laughs> Le Hunt? Yeah, well, Le is, but... Le Hunt. <laughs> I, like your, I like your French. Thank you. Pardon my French, everybody. But since we're talking about the hunt, it only makes sense that we talk about the Green Knight because I I just really wanted to. Exactly. Yeah, that that's the thread here is like I just wanted to talk about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I think we we referenced this on a couple episodes. Uh this is a 24 second film to come out this year, right? Yes. Cuz First Cow I think actually came out already. I think it came out limited. Who knows if it's going to go to streaming or not. That would have been a better match to do this trailer for First Cow, but given the current situation, I don't think we're going to be able to see it for a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm actually really looking forward to this one, though. You know, this is kind of a remake a little bit, but I really like the people involved in it. And it's a 24. And I mean, I know we both have seen the trailer, but the trailer looks like really stylized and like weird and stuff. So, yeah, and it looks a lot different from anything that a 24 has put out. Mm -hmm. We have mentioned uh, Lord of the Rings a lot lately, but um, the source material, it's Sir, I think it's Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is how is the actual title of it. I'm not sure if you yeah. pronounce it Gawain or not, but um, I'm pretty sure that J.R.R. Tolkien rewrote the book. Like there's like a re-rendering of the book that J.R.R. Tolkien did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I just thought that was cool because I love Lord of the Rings and people love Tolkien. And if you actually like reading the book, then maybe you go and read this one. I don't know. Yeah. I have no knowledge of the book or anything, so I don't know if that's something I'll have to check out before seeing this movie, but in terms of like being excited for it, the trailer was enough for me to be like, "Oh, this looks fucking cool!" Like I don't even need the book to get me excited. Yeah, I um, I don't know how they're doing it. Like I'm not too familiar, but I know that the book is like two stories or two like motifs or whatever. So I don't know if they're gonna do it that way or if they're combining it into one movie. But um, I mean, there's some people involved in this that I really like. Dev Patel is becoming one of my favorites. You know, I thought he was great in uh, Hotel Mumbai. Yeah. You know, we watched that last year. Jill Egerton. And uh, I actually really like the director, David Lowry. What's, what's he done? He did, in 2017, um, this is actually another A24 movie. He did a ghost story. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, I actually, I don't think he was the director on that. I, he, was either a, he was either a writer or, like, an editor or something on it. But as far as, like, being a director, though, he uh, directed Old Man and the Gun, which came out in 2018. And a lot of people really like that. And then he's done a few other stuff that's like, like he did like Pete's Dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, he. I. I actually just looked. He was. He was. Uh. He was the director and the editor of a Ghost Story. Yeah, and he's actually slated to do. I guess they're doing a Peter Pan remake. So he, he's doing that. Hmm. But he actually he's done some good movies. Like I like a Ghost Story. The Pete's Dragon remake is actually somehow one of the better ones. I think. I actually haven't seen that one. Yeah, and the Old Man and the Gun wasn't bad. So. Um, okay. You want you want to get into this trailer though? I would love to. I like the sound. Yeah. This has to be like radar. There's no way it's not. Yeah. Tell me a tale of yourself, so that I might know thee. The music in this is really weird. 
Yeah. I'm like the art on this wheel is giving me like midsummer vibes. Midsummer vibes, yeah. Also, look at the like the the lighting and stuff in this and the, and the just the way the movie looks. Like it looks so good. Yeah. Like visually. I'm, I'm really liking the way it's shot and like the way it's lit and stuff like that. See, I'm really interested in all of like the uh kind of like the folklore like parts of this because there's different creatures that they're showing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Also that's like really cool in prosthetics. So much hype. Short, sweet, to the point. I love yeah. it. What really interests me with this is that we know kind of like the style of A24, and I feel like this feels like it fits in their wheelhouse, but we've never seen them really deal with like fantasy as a genre, you know? Like The Witch, you get like your folklore stuff in there, but it's not it's not the same as like knights and shining armor, and although nothing really seems shiny in this, but you know what I mean? Like it's not medieval, it's not wizards and you know, creatures and stuff like that. You've never really seen them do something. And that stuff more often, especially post Lord of the Rings, you see in like big budget pictures. So to see them do something like that in a, in a smaller studio, but a studio that has such a great track record, like I'm so hyped for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. I, uh, I didn't even really think about that with like the, like the fantasy stuff, but you're, you're totally right. There are some elements to other movies, but I don't think anything like this. And like I said, it looks like there are going to be like monsters and stuff like that. So like, that's really cool. Cause I feel like a lot of their movies are more scaled back a little bit in terms of like creatures and stuff. It's, you know, it's more about a, uh, like, I think for a lot of their, like if they do have something scary or something supernatural, it's a lot of, uh, you don't, you don't see it. Yeah. Cause even in the witch, like you don't really see anything until the, like, there's no verification that there is actually a witch or anything genuinely evil happening until like the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like there's just that final confirmation. And it's also the kind of the same thing with the lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they don't really show you anything. Like even if there is a movie that they have that has like quote unquote monsters or a, a, a supernatural element, it's not like it's a, it's a common thing throughout the whole movie that you keep seeing it or they, they create a creature. They have to do a character design on like a monster or something like that. So this is, you know, very different in that. Yeah. The biggest thing that I took away from the trailer, which you said, like, I think the movie just looks beautiful. And I I really like the way the camera like is used. The, the scene where even just like the camera is like spinning. Oh, yeah. And like the ground is kind of becoming like the ceiling and or like, you know, the sky. I think all that is super cool. And yeah, th this is this is high on my list for movies that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, it actually comes out when it you know when it's supposed to come out. That's the yeah, only thing I'm worried about because it's coming out in two months. <laughs> yeah, who knows what uh what's gonna be going on? I mean, the thing that I got from AMC was that they're gonna be closed for like six to to twelve weeks, which is a big difference. One is a month and a half, and one is three months. Like they might not even be open until summer. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually just realized. Uh, or not realized, I remembered that this is actually the third A24 movie for the year. Uh, First Cow is number one, and then we're getting uh, St. Maud between between that and this. 
I oh, Saint I thought Maud. Saint Maud, Maud was coming out later. I'm pretty sure Saint Maud is next month. Like I think that's in like three weeks. Whoa, really? Oh, we messed yeah. up. Yeah, I think that should have done that one. That's okay. I'm look. I'm looking forward to this more than Saint Maud, honestly. I am too. I think because I think this is different. I think Saint Maud is very. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm really into like the subject matter, but I think Saint Maud isn't as much of a step outside of what A24 has done before. I think this is unique to their catalog. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Because yeah. A24 does like horror without monsters really well. Like we've seen mm-hmm. it with, you know, both of Ari Aster's films. We've seen it with Robert Eggers' films. So I wouldn't be too surprised by Saint Maud. Like, it, it fits for them. But this, yeah. something completely different. It's a little bit outside of the box for what they've done before. Um, and I love the that fantasy genre. Like, this is just hitting, hitting for me already. Mm-hmm. One, like, kind of cool, like, Ty. So, you know, we're talking, like, monsters, you know, and all that. Like, they haven't really had to spend, like, a ton of money on, like, a, uh, you know, the design of, like, a creature or something like that. I would not be surprised if the most money that A24 has ever dropped on a movie... And this is just me guessing, but just based on CGI, is Ex Machina because they oh, had to. Yeah. And Alicia uh, Vikander, who's in The Green Knight, is Ava in Ex Machina. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I actually want to look that up. I want to see see what money they spent the most on. But it's funny that probably like the movie that you can assume is one that they like broke the bank on is one with, with like a returning character kind of. Yeah, that's really cool. Actress. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. The only other thing that like I was gonna say about this that I am I think I think A24 does this a lot also, but David Lowry is the director and the writer, and you know I'm always a fan of that because it's one person's vision. Yeah. So I again, that's just another reason to get hyped for this because I think I think that's definitely a plus. Cuts out a couple of middlemen. You don't mm-hmm. really have to like check in with people to see like, hey, what were you talking about here? Like. You wrote it, you know, you know what your ideas are, you know how you want to see it. Like, yeah, I think I think there's more room for success there. I think you you would know Barry Kogan. He is he's going to be in the Eternals, right? Um, I don't know. I think he is. He's in in the Eternals and he's also in this. So he's probably going he's going to have a good year. Hopefully. I really hope yeah. Eternals is awesome. Yeah. Barry Kogan, this this isn't his first A24 movie either. He was in uh, The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which I did not like that movie, but that kind of has like a little bit of a cult following. But he was in American Animals, and I know me and you really dug that movie. Yeah, that movie was rad. Uh, you got anything else? I don't. Let's get the frig out of here. I don't know where to start with this, man. Like <laughs> That's fair. Well, I'll start with this. I was trying to come up with a game for this this episode, and... I couldn't come up with a good game or at least one that fit because a lot of times I want the game to have a good pun, but I also want it to make sense with the movie we're doing kind of. So like Sonic was the fast and the furriest mm-hmm. and then uh, the John Cena game because Invisible Man and like it, it made sense enough, but this one couldn't think of anything. I was playing around with, I couldn't think of a name, but I was playing around with the idea of a game being uh I give you an actor or an actress and you have to tell me if they were in a movie where a hunt was involved or if they were in a movie that also starred Helen Hunt. <laughs> the Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunt. I like that. But but I I just uh, I didn't get it together. I couldn't I uh, didn't have a name so I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I think this movie has enough to talk about without the game. Yeah, I think so. 
you mentioned uh like the hunt or whatever i think you'd be proud of me i've been playing uh the new call of duty battle royale game but there's like bounties that you could pick up which basically like you have to go hunt a specific person down and it's basically like if you kill that person you get like more money which you can buy better stuff in the game with but every time we pick up one of those bounties i always go I'm going hunting. <laughs> then I usually, while while I'm running in the game, I usually go. <laughs> it's fine. We don't we don't need a game for this though. Yeah, because cool you had asked me because I saw it first, saw it a little bit earlier, and you had asked like, "Hey, do you think it's worth doing an episode on? Like, is there going to be enough to talk about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, just watch it." Yeah, no, there there definitely is. I'm gonna get through the cast and stuff like that real quick. And then I want to hit on something. Is it me? You want to hit on me? Bro, you know I always want to hit on you. <laughs> uh, and this Craig's... quarantine really did a number on you. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I've changed. Not that much. Yeah, no. no. Uh, Craig Zobel is the director on this movie. He does mainly TV shows. I think probably the most noteworthy thing he's done, I think he directed like an episode or two of, of Westworld, because I know Westworld's super popular right now. But his last feature film was Z for Zachariah, which I've never seen. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Nope. Z for Xanarkand. There you go. Because <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy X. Oh, that's a great game. The writers get me a little bit more excited. Nick Cuse, he's basically most known for TV as well. He, he's a writer on the new Watchmen show that's out, and also that show Maniac, which had Jonah Hill. Oh, that show was awesome. Oh, did you watch it? I've, I haven't watched it. Dude, that's something to watch on quarantine. Maniac, it's only like six episodes. It's fucking great. Oh, okay. I I knew that people were enjoying it. I just didn't know like how good it was. I love it. Man, I actually want to rewatch that now that you said it. <laughs> Damon Lindelof, though, is the other uh, writer on this movie. And again, he worked on Watchmen, but he's worked on a couple movies that I really like. And I know you like one of them a lot. He, he was the writer on Prometheus. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, I like a lot. Um, he was a writer on that. Recently, he was a writer on Tomorrowland, which is that that Disney, I don't know, reimagining or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, he he's done a few movies that are like kind of heady, and uh, I know he can actually write. So the two of them got me got me excited. Betty Gilpin, she is your main character. She plays Crystal. Her <laughs> her recent movies, man, are are not good. <laughs> I believe it. I think everybody knows what she can do if you watch Glow. Do you watch Glow? Oh yeah, Glow's awesome. Okay, so so you know, I see. I'm really bad with all the TV shows, so I I, I know what Glow's all about, but I've never watched it, so I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't know what her range was and stuff like that. The only things I actually knew her from were mainly what she did last year, and it was all poopy. Like last year, she was in <laughs> Stuber, and she was in Isn't It Romantic, and she was in A Dog's Journey, and then this oh, year, yeah. And then this year she was in The Grudge. So like, my God, hey, yeah. she's getting work. That's a lot of movies in a short amount of time. Yeah, she four movies in the last, you know, or five movies if you include this in the last, uh, you know, year and a half. Plus a Netflix series that's going into I think it's fourth season. Like that's pretty baller. Yeah, everyone likes Glow a lot. It's really good, and she's really good in it. I had a feeling you would, you would watch that, or at least started it. Yeah, Hillary Swank. She plays Athena. I mean, everybody knows Hillary Swank. So I'm not going to go into. Into, into what she's been in. Ike Barinholtz is in this. He plays Staten Island. Wayne Duvall plays Don. There's a lot of people that are in this movie that like are names. It's just a matter of how much they're actually in it. Right. I'll leave it at that for now. But 
Christopher Barry plays Target. Sturgill Simpson is in this. He plays Vanilla Nice, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. I was so stoked that Glenn Howard was in this because I love It's Always Sunny, but he plays Richard. I thought he was hilarious. But in, in general, I actually really like this cast. I was surprised when I was, because I didn't really do any research when I was, uh, you know, before I watched it. And I only saw the trailer like once and kind of like just thought about it. I was like, oh, it's Radar Hunger Games, whatever. And then like I was watching, I was like, oh, wow, this guy's in this movie. Oh, and this person, like, this is awesome. But, but uh, you know, like I said, not everybody has a ton of screen time. Yeah, that was uh that was a surprise right out the gate for me. Like, I feel like this movie is going to be kind of tough to talk about without spoilers because stuff gets spoiled in the first two minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? Like stuff yeah. happens right away that you're like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I did want to say this because I think this is a good thing to start with, though. I am so sick of the narrative that like, oh, this movie's too dangerous. You can't release it type thing. Just stop. Like, I'm yeah. I'm over it. It happened with Joker, and that wasn't what it was. And everyone was saying that this movie was basically telling people to go out and, like, kill liberals, basically. <laughs> and... Oh, no, the, the other way around. Yeah, no, no. The, uh, yeah, because the liberals are, like, the, the people killing them. But no, you, you know what I mean. Basically, it was... People were saying that this movie was telling people to go out and, like, kill people of the opposite political party and it's and it's not that at all i it, i was watching it and i was just like okay stop i think they were blowing it up bigger to try and get word out you know what i mean like i don't know if the outrage was as big as the new trailers made it seem no i think i think it was like i i think this like i'm pretty sure donald trump called the movie out i think because it did get pushed back but i don't think it's because of the outrage over the political stuff well, I think a lot of it, there, there was there was a shooting that happened and like right. part of it was like that. Yeah, because I was watching it and I was thinking like, OK, like the political stuff isn't like like that's all overblown. And then I was also thinking about it and I was like, I get that the Hunger Games is PG-13, but is this any worse than the, the Hunger Games? Because like the Hunger Games is children slaughtering each other. Yeah, but that's OK. That that's fine, apparently. But this is a satire. And it's awful like you know what i mean right well a lot of people didn't see it they just saw that first trailer but that being said the first trailer seems very serious and seems very much like it's kind of like a horror like a thriller movie there's no humor in that first trailer yeah and then they pushed it back and then this new trailer they released and it's all humor and when the movie starts right out the gate it's tongue-in-cheek like you feel it, you get the vibe immediately. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that was there from the beginning. Like how much of that was always in the movie and how much of it did they add afterwards to try and save face or reel it back? Cause it's hard because at one, on one point I was like, man, they must've added this afterwards to try and make it feel more like this. But then I'm like, yeah, but look at the cast. It's mostly People who work in comedy, or not mostly, it's like 50% comedians, though, or comedic actors. Yeah, I think it was going to be like that the whole time. Like, I think studios do that a lot, where they give you one trailer that's, like, the fun tone, and then they give you the other trailer that's more serious. Like, you see it a lot with, like, superhero movies. You usually get that one trailer where there's, like, Bo Rap playing or whatever, you know, or uh, we were just talking about, like, Wonder Woman. And then they give you another trailer and that trailer is like really serious. Like I, I have a feeling it was supposed to be because so m- there's a lot of jokes thrown in 
everyone's direction in this movie. Like, I would say, like, 50% of the dialogue is, like, tongue-in-cheek jabs at people. Yeah, which that's something we can talk about if you want to talk about, like, the writing on it. Yeah. Because that tone is established right away. And I don't I don't want to start with, like, negatives because we usually like to talk about some things we liked. On one hand, I liked that it had that tone. I liked... I enjoy satire. Like, I'm fine with that. I like that... You know, they were taking shots in every direction, which is is good. It's like an an even playing field. Mm -hmm. But as the movie progresses and you get further along into it, it kind of got tiring. And it also made it really hard to see, like, like, what is the message of this? What is this movie? Like, what is the message? Like, you can't just tap dance on both sides of the line without landing somewhere. And you don't have to land on either, you know, screw Republicans or screw Democrats. Like, it could be a different type of thing completely. It could be outside of political parties and be about something else. But I feel like it never really landed on anything, and then it ends up making the movie feel like it's really about nothing. I definitely agree. I What I think the intent of the movie is, is to show the absurdities of both sides. So I think the actual, right. like, intent of the movie is almost to be, like, a unifying thing where it's like, both sides are kind of like crazy, like in some ways. So like, you know, we're not that different type thing. I think that's the intent. But when I was watching it, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't understand what like the, well, like the message is or like what the agenda is behind it a little bit, because yeah, it just seemed like it was just like, we're going to throw jabs at everybody. And sometimes it felt like it was like, okay, that was kind of a stretch or that didn't really fit the plot or that was just out of nowhere. Like, you're just saying things just to say things. Right. So that kind of, like, it, it bothered me a little bit. Like, some some things did land, and I, I thought it was funny. But then at some point in the movie, I was like, okay, I, like, you're beating me over the head with this. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it gets tiring after a little while. Yeah. It's like, you you need some sort of seriousness to ber- to reel the tone in. You need some sort of, like, contrast. Like, if the base level is everybody is ridiculous, then it's hard to take any of it too seriously. And then it almost dulls the excitement in the violence. Maybe I, I was one of my pros is the action scenes. Like I, I really like the violence in the action scenes. I thought it was a lot of fun. Did you, did you not enjoy it or no? See, I liked it out of the gate, but I'm just saying as it gets later in the movie, with the exception of like the final action scene, like that was really cool. But like towards like the the early third act, late second act, it was there without purpose, which made it feel less impactful. Like it was still cool to see, but it didn't mean anything that it, it was just fodder, you know? Like yeah, it was just yeah. it was hollow. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that. Yeah. But oh, holy shit, like out the gate, like, oof. I mean, I don't know if we want to do spoilers so early or I say so early, but like this is usually around when we do spoilers anyways. <laughs> um, but is there anything else that's spoiler free that we can talk about before? Because I feel like now, like if we do want to talk about the violence, the action and stuff like that, it's going to involve spoilers. I'll say like a few, like one or two smaller things real quick, just because I don't want to go into spoilers right away. But like a few things that I did really like. I love Glenn Howard. Oh, he was great. He was really funny. I wish that he would be in more because I love it's always sunny. I think he's hilarious in that. But he was like so perfect to play 
this liberal douche. And I almost all the times that he was on screen, he made me laugh. The part where he's just wearing a kimono, I actually lost it. And I don't know why. I just thought it was so funny. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, man. I, I hope he, he shows up in more stuff because he's so funny. Like, he's, I, I love him. He basically played Rich Dennis. Yeah, he played a rich version of Dennis. It was awesome. <laughs> I really liked it. And the other thing I was going to say, in general, like, we're going to go into some spoilers about this, but I really like the action scenes in this. The one at the end I thought was excellent. Oh, that is great. Yeah. And the way the movie starts up, I was, like, in it. Like, I was actually, like, really into this movie early on because of how good that, like, opening action sequence is. Yeah. Do most of my notes for, like, the first half of the page are in all caps and all end with an exclamation point. Because it was just like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's, like, violent, but it's also funny. Like, it's definitely, like, trying to be, like, absurd. There's some parts yeah. where, like, that I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but when that girl leaves kind of that ditch and then she ends up back in there, that made me laugh. Oh, that's one of my that's one of my big notes. I was just like, that is incredible. <laughs> and, and at first when it happened, I didn't even fully notice. I was like, wait a minute. And I'm like, oh, my God, back yeah. twice. <laughs> Round two. I think the last thing that I want to say right before we get into uh, spoilers and stuff, I thought Betty Gilpin was really good in this movie. And oh, yeah, total I, badass. You know, it it had so much, uh, like, were you getting a Samara Weaving Ready or Not vibe? Yes, but I feel like this was a, was definitely, like, a step up. This this was just straight up out of the gate, like, I'm, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking kick ass. Like, I feel like Samara Weaving in that movie, but you know what? It's a positive for uh, Betty Gilpin, but it almost negatively impacts the the movie itself because it's like it, I wanted to know more about her like her character was so badass and so like cool and collected and just fucking knew what to do and was just a survivor and she was awesome and she was really good but I feel like there there was so much left off of the table about like how to write her yeah well I think her backstory is lacking for sure I think everyone's backstory is lacking though. So yeah, like that's like the characters I don't feel like are that fleshed out, but in general though, you know, we've talked a lot lately about badass like female characters and stuff like that. And like, you know, sometimes they bring light that people don't think that that could be a thing. And like, I thought that she was super badass. I was like, this is kind of how like you do it. Cause she's just, no one fucks with her. <laughs> yeah. So they tribe and then they fail miserably. Yeah. I was all about that. I thought she was really good. And Hilary Swank, you know, when she's in it, I, I liked her too. Again, like her action scene it was, was awesome. Yeah, totally. So you want to you get spoilers? Yeah, let's blow the doors off this. So nobody is safe in this movie? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> nobody. I feel like I wasn't safe in this movie. It was, it was funny though, because like nobody is safe. And when you watch it, you're going to be like, this like this is how I was. I was like, oh, cool, because I didn't know who was the main character was. I was like, oh, uh, you know, Emma Roberts' character is is the main character, and then when her face gets blown up, I actually like in my chair like moved back. I was like, oh, I was like, it's <laughs> like, oh shit. It was so sudden. There was so much blood, and I didn't know this was a Blumhouse movie going into it. Yeah, but they got every movie that was in theaters before the shutdown was Blumhouse, basically. Mm-hmm. Because they had Invisible Man, Fantasy Island, and this all within like a month of each other. Yeah, but that 
when she got her head blown off, I was just like, I guess Blumhouse is paying for all the blood in this movie. <laughs> like, that's the only reason Blumhouse hops onto a project and be like, all right, Universal, you're covering the cost of the uh, the cr- the cast, the crew, and the equipment. And Blumhouse, here, we are going to pay for the blood in this movie. <laughs> but don't worry, we're spending a fuck ton of money on blood. It's absurd. Well, like, that's I was having so much fun because I feel like it's been a while since I watched like a really gory but fun movie. Like, if that makes sense, because I feel like you see horror movies all the time that are gory, but they're taking themselves seriously. It's I feel like it's been a while since I saw something like this where it was supposed just supposed to make you just be like over and over again, like, oh, my God, <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Like, well, ready or not had that, but I would say it's not to this level because ready or not, the deaths are really spread out until the end. In this, it's it's the exact opposite. Like the end of Ready or Not, it's like a bunch of people die, and then during the rest of the movie, it's like one or two here and there. This movie, it's a bunch of people die right in the beginning, and then it's gradual as you go. Yeah, I'm watching the beginning of this movie, and I'm I'm seeing all these actors and actresses. I'm like, oh, I like that's awesome. You're in this movie. Like in particular, I was so stoked when Ike Barinholtz showed up. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, he was like really funny in blockers. Like, I, you know, I actually really like him. And so I'm like watching. And then he dies like, <laughs> he dies like 10 minutes into the movie. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn it. <laughs> Almost everybody out of that gate is just smoked. Yeah, uh, Emma Roberts dies immediately. Sturgill Simpson dies almost immediately. Ike Barinholtz dies. Like, all these people that I was, like, in one way, I was actually, like, disappointed because I was like, damn it, I wanted to watch, like, War of You, but at the other, on the other end of that spectrum, I was like, that's actually kind of cool because I don't know who's safe and anyone can, like, die at any moment. And then, like, after that, the movie settles into, like, your main characters. But, yeah, like, I couldn't figure out who the main character of this movie was going to be for, like, maybe the first, like, 15 minutes of it, 15 minutes, maybe even more. 20 i don't know but i thought that was i thought that was kind of cool yeah well definitely did a good job of subverting expectation yeah that's one thing about this movie like the element of surprise is way on its side like there's a lot of scenes where you would suspect to see one thing coming and they they do a really good job of pulling it off in a different way you know i i definitely agree i found myself maybe not like tense because i i knew it was a comedy like i wasn't like that invested in it but there are times when you can kind of tell that they're setting up for someone to die a little early on or whatever. And with the amount of gore that they established in the first minute, I was kind of like, Oh, something's going to happen here. Like I like, you know, on the edge of my seat, kind of like, I, I want to see like what's going to happen. I don't, I was, I was really into that. Like I was actually surprised how much fun I was having with like early on in the movie. Yeah. Well, Another thing that works really well for them is that you have that crazy scene right out the gate, right? And it sets up like you're saying anything can happen to anybody at any point. Like it creates this unpredictable nature to the movie and it establishes the like the tongue in cheek aspects of of the story, you know? Mm-hmm. But then throughout the movie, I feel like the pacing is really w- is really well done throughout this because like even the scenes where somebody's not getting killed or whatever, like there is tension because they're running. You don't know who you can trust. You don't know who is or isn't working. And then there's scenes in the middle where the wall is actually broken for the people being hunted. And then you find out like, Hey, these people are actually not involved, but guess what? I am type thing. Yeah. And then that's also really cool. Cause then you know that like, okay, they are operating in 
in a world where they're not only being chased, because you also don't know at a certain point how far the range is for where they're trapped. Because you know there's there's a scene where they go into like the convenience store, and then you find out that that's also part of this this like manner that they have. Yeah. But then there's scenes later where you realize like, okay, they they're not so far away from civilization. Like there is there is an out for them. Like and then it creates this thing of like who is and who isn't chasing them. Yeah. But then like there's there's like there's some good scenes. Like I really like the scene when they they're in the car with the quote unquote like US Marshal or whoever's picking them up or the guy from the embassy. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, she has a, a awesome monologue to uh, what's the guy's oh, Don. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good. That was so good. She she fucking kills it in this movie. I loved it. That's why I just wanted more written for her. Like I wanted something something else for her character, not even to say, but just for me to understand about her. But that is that is no knock on the work that she did in the movie because she's fucking great. She killed it. Like honestly, her performance is worth checking out. This movie, mm-hmm. that was actually for me. That was the moment that like I wrote, "Oh wow!" Like Betty Gilpin is like crushing it. Like she's really good in this movie. You know what line I really liked <laughs> that she delivered, and it was so over the top, but it made me laugh. And like I think I would hate it in most other contexts, but in this, I was just like, "That's ridiculous." I don't know if you, if you know when she's in the convenience store, she asks for a pack of cigarettes. And then that's how she finds out that they're uh, they're not who they say they are, which also yeah. is kind of crazy where it's like, how do you know the price of a pack of cigarettes in every state in the country? Yeah. She knew the exact price of cigarettes in Arkansas. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And she's not from Arkansas. Yeah. that That's how she finds her out. And then when she hops over the counter and she's like, pack of Marlboro in Arkansas is only $6. You gave me change for this amount. <laughs> she says it like, basically screaming but with that accent she puts on she's like you fucked up bitch oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous but their face and everything i was like damn that is that's pretty awesome (laughs) yeah yeah, no i that was a great line i don't even know if it's a great line it was just a funny line like (laughs) the way she said it well because that's the thing with this movie i think if you don't mind me saying a little bit early on like overall feelings but i think you nailed it right there because it's like it's not that it's a great line like but it was a good moment like it was funny it was a good moment that's kind of how a lot of this movie is like none of it was really like great but a lot of it was good and then some of it was kind of uh whatever you know yeah i i think my overall feeling towards it and like i think i said this to to my brother when i like got done watching it i was like I wouldn't consider it a good movie. Like, it's not a a good movie because I feel like a lot of it is kind of like meandering a little bit. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it really gets a voice for most of the movie because it doesn't really have no. a a through line. Really, like, it doesn't have something that makes sense because so much of it is focused on just calling out everybody that I I couldn't really figure out what the point of it was and like the actual like I guess plot of it where it's just like rich people are hunting the poor people or like, you know, liberals hunting conservatives and the, you're just waiting for them to like, okay, so this badass is going to pick them all off. Like that's like, that's the movie and it's super straightforward. Like that's, there's nothing like special about it. So like the fact that I felt like the actual message behind it was lacking and the writing was lacking, I was kind of like, the movie's really not that 
good, but there's a lot of things to have fun with it. So like I left watching it being like, I felt like that was a well spent hour and a half. I had fun watching it. It was just like, yeah, you got to know what you're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the way that you said that too. Cause that's literally my note. As soon as the movie ended, I wrote fun time, but not quote unquote good movie. <laughs> yeah. So, and again, like if you're wondering that this movie is going to trigger you or whatever, some jokes probably will trigger everybody. Like no matter what your, your viewpoints are, like they're de- it's designed to, but the movie isn't going out of its way to like shit on one per- type of person. The movie's just kind of like, everybody's gonna be able to laugh at something in this. Yeah, and I'd say that none of the none of the criticisms or like none of the jokes that are pointed at anybody are really so nasty. You know, like there's none of them really felt really harsh. Like I don't I can't I don't think anybody would get triggered by this, honestly. I don't think anybody on either side would watch this and be like, how dare they? Like I think it's so over the top in its tone that it sounds weird saying it, but even the jokes can't be taken seriously. Like, obviously they shouldn't because they're jokes, but like, I don't think in the, in the style that they're told or even the jokes themselves, I don't think they are pointed enough to really hurt anybody. Yeah. The only thing that I really thought of that I was like, and this didn't bother me or anything, but I could see it kind of being like more of a jab than anything else. The fact that they call the poor people deplorables is like a direct jab at like Hillary Clinton because she called Trump supporters deplorables. I think that word in and of itself could in some sense like make you believe that like all the protagonists are Trump supporters and all the the bad guys are, you know, Democrats or whatever. That was the oh, only thing it. that see, like I didn't know that. Yeah, see like that's like the only thing to me that I was like okay, that like, I think could kind of trigger people if you're going to look at it that way. But there's like so many things like you were saying that are like really absurd. Like there's a joke about like, so that that gas station, all of the food is like poison basically. And then the one guy goes to like drink a soda and the woman's like, no, don't drink that. And he's like, what? You poison the soda too? And then she's like, do you know how much sugar's in there? Like I was like, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so... That's what I mean. Like some of the stuff doesn't doesn't land well. Like it's just yeah. not funny. Like that's why I meant like at a certain point, I think they needed to take their foot off the gas a little bit with the humor with being tongue in cheek because it was just too much and it, I just wasn't feeling it. Like I agree. They were playing a numbers game. They were mm-hmm. just trying. They were just shooting off as many as they can because they were like, well, we're bound to hit it a few times. Yeah. Sometimes that works, but other times like. Like, you know, I think it works in, like, Thor Ragnarok. There's a ton of jokes in that movie, and most of them are landing. And this one, like, I didn't feel it. They were too far in between. I wish they spent more time giving you a character's backstory or developing a character or, or like, you know what I mean? Rather than being like, let's just throw in some bullshit joke here about, like, climate change. <laughs> yeah. It does feel slapped together. That's almost, That's also why it made me kind of think back and be like, how much of this was the original movie and did they have to change anything for its release? Because they did push it back a long enough time that they could have reshot something or anything i meant to look it up beforehand i don't see. think they reshot anything but see that's crazy because you would almost think with that much extra time it's like hey maybe we go back and we look at things that are working and not working and kind of clean stuff up a little bit i mean it's not a very long movie it's only an hour 30 which is which was great yeah i that was actually one of my pros is i was like oh this is you know pretty short and to the point like <laughs> even if yeah. i have a bad time at least i'm out of here quickly <laughs> Yeah, it's only 90 minutes as opposed to like fucking 130, which we have had to sit through for some pretty bad movies. Yeah, 
I really don't think that they reshot this though. I think it was just kind of put on the back burner. Maybe they did some editing stuff, but I think a lot of it was just they pushed it back because of the backlash. I have a feeling maybe they were even contemplating doing like what they did with like the um the interview with Seth Rogen and uh James Franco where they're like maybe we just put it on like VOD or like stream it right away. Yeah. Cuz I I have a feeling that was most of it. It was just they were getting so much heat for the movie itself. Yeah, it could be. But I mean, look at how it landed anyways. Like after all of that pushing it back and everything, they still had to throw it on VOD because it it only released like a week and a half before this whole corona thing blew up. Mhm. I it it didn't premiere at any festivals though or anything like that. Well, do movies like this really premiere at festivals? I think I think some of them like a movie like this would. Like there's there's definitely ones where they play they play any anything. <laughs> I was, we'll play anything. That's the festival well, we need to get on. I was going to say, though, there's... I'm not going to say the movie, but there was a movie that played at a festival last year in 2019, and so many people were like, don't ever see this movie. This is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Apparently, the movie was like four hours long. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. Yeah. We so, should do an episode on it. <laughs> I think there's things in the movie that you despise seeing in... A film, oh, so God. I don't think you want to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there are there are festivals where like it's a little bit easier to get your movie into it. <laughs> well, we got to make a movie. Yeah, man. But yeah. Do you have anything else on this? Uh, I truly do not. But you know what I do want, motherfucker. What? I want the tomato, tomato. <laughs> I act like I don't know what you're gonna say. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this is our first episode. Genuinely surprised. What? Tomato? <laughs> tomato? <laughs> oh, did I tell you Logan says tomato now? Because of the show or just in general? No, because he watches like Peppa Pig and stuff and they're British. Ah, oh, jeez. So he'll, he'll <laughs> say like, is that a tomato? And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> stop it now. Yeah, because I never understood the whole, like, oh, tomato-tomato thing, because I'm like, who the fuck says tomato? <laughs> Apparently Peppa Pig. That's one of those, like, weird sayings. I think we've mentioned it before on this show, but, like, the one where it's like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? Maybe don't skin any cats. How about this? There should be zero ways to skin a cat. <laughs> yeah. Stop skinning cats. Who found out there was multiple ways? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone skinned a cat and then was like, you know what? There's got to be a better way. <laughs> and he tried six or seven. Yeah, and he was like, ah, yes, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. So he, he tried he tried eight different ways to skin a cat and then decided none of these are the best way to skin a cat. So honestly, whichever way you have to do it doesn't matter yeah. because there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. And he didn't even there's tell eight. us what the ways were. He like He didn't tell us, you know, I would have liked a little bit more like like information. Number one, you just take a knife and you start peeling away like it's an apple. <laughs> Number two, you boil the cat first to kind of loosen the skin off from the muscles. And then you kind of like pinch it from the back and you just peel it off. <laughs> Number three, you go full Anakin Skywalker and yell, what have I done? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics are bringing this in at a 52%. 52. Wow. So failing. Yeah. I mean, I with the politics in it, I assumed it would be, just, like, just saying. It's literally split. Yeah, it's half the people like it, half the people don't. I, I, I feel like almost every time a movie that comes out where there's, like, this backlash, it gets low scores from the audience. I mean, I mean, from the, the critics. Like, even, like, Joker, which we loved, 
did very poorly with the uh with the critics. Like that was at a 68, but 52% for the critics, 66% for the audience. So Whoa, you got, okay. You got like an F an F to a D. All right, F to a D. Hmm. I am going to say tomato. Okay. I'm going with the uh, the people on this one. And I said it in my notebook and we talked about it on the show now, but I had a fun time even though it was I don't think it's a good movie. So, tomato and I gave it a C minus. I think this is the second episode where we where we are identical. Really? You did the same thing? Yeah. I went tomato and I went C minus. Awesome. Yeah, there you go. C minus I think is fair because like we said, we had a good time. It doesn't overstay its welcome. The pacing is good where you're not bored and Betty Gilpin fucking kills it. It's just not yeah. a it's just not a very good movie. It's kind it's fun trash, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to to describe it. Is fun trash. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a great time rolling around in these diapers. <laughs> I I just felt like if I felt like there was more intent with the jokes or like purpose behind the message. And again, I think there is intent and purpose behind them. It I just don't think it was finessed enough to make it like apparent of what they were going for. It just feels right. too messy with all that. In general, I just feel like the intent of the movie was more finessed because I can appreciate a movie where there's like a, you know, a message behind the, the like the whole thing. Like there's the narrative which is on the surface and then the message behind it like us or something like that. But right. I just didn't feel that with this. I felt like it was very scattered and wasn't as well thought out. That's not the movie. Yeah, exactly. Because that's why I was like, oh, they must have had reshoots. You would almost suspect there to be reshoots because of the way it feels kind of sloppy. Like, as if like, oh, they just added this scene afterwards. And that's why it kind of feels a little bit disjointed. But it's just not a, it's just not a very, that's the thing too. Because I don't want to say it's poorly written. I just think it's not fully realized. Yeah. Or maybe they, they pussyfooted a little bit too much. They, they were walking on eggshells a little bit too much that they didn't. They didn't stick to one thing. It's like when you try to appeal to everybody, you end up appealing to nobody. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I think that this was what they wanted to do. I just don't I just don't think it was like the most well thought out <laughs> dialogue. Yeah. Or... That's fair. I think I think they knew they're like, there's going to be a lot of blood. It's going to be crazy. And we're going to throw a bunch of jokes at everybody. That's really all you need. But like even the motivations for the main villain who is uh, Hillary Swank's character. I felt like that was weak as shit. Weak as shit in like what way? Like her motives? Because her motives. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't. Like it just felt lazy. Like it just felt. I don't know. Like it was just really. That's what. Because then that boils down. What your main antagonist is up to and why they're doing it. Their motivation is basically feeding your whole movie. Yeah. And with hers being so weak and lame, I was just kind of like, ugh. That being said, their fight scene was great. And I think the ending was was fine, but that payoff, it just wasn't a payoff, really. The the payoff was the violence, but there was violence from beginning to end of this movie, so at the end, it didn't really feel special. Yeah, I feel like I didn't hate the villain the way, like, you probably should have. Yeah. You know? And, like, again, like, her motivation was, like, super flimsy, because it was basically just, like, these are all people who I don't agree with. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a different opinion of this person, therefore... We must kill them. Right. But still, fun time. And I think especially if you're stuck at home right now and you're looking for something to rent on, you know, video on demand or whatever, this is a fine way to spend an hour and a half. If you're 
But I would say if you're into like violent stuff, like if you are a fan of like, I feel like almost just like quote unquote violent movies is like its own genre because it's not, this movie's not scary. It's not really like a thriller necessarily. It is just a, it's a violent, silly movie. Yeah. I, I didn't have a bad time. I at least I watched it. And for my first quarantine movie, I feel like it could have been a lot worse. I was worried that watching a movie at like at home, it was going to be like something that like, oh man, it's going to be hard to like keep my attention because like when I watched the Irishman at home, that took me forever to get through. In all fairness, that movie is like eight hours long. Yeah, it's like you have to clock in at the beginning of it and then take a lunch break halfway through legally. <laughs> I like that. If you uh, if you want to, you know, talk about the book, go to the page for the Irishman and look at the runtime. I think there's a nice joke there. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm, gl- I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, for sure. And this is probably going to be a similar format to our next episode. We don't actually have a next episode planned. That's actually what we're going to talk about once we finish recording right now, I'm sure. We're going to figure out what next week is going to look like. We have some things that are popping up on VOD now. I don't know if people want a Bloodshot episode or an Emma episode. I know uh, we did a live stream recently and we got to talk to some of the Swampy. So thank you guys so much for tuning in on that on our Instagram. We might do more of those too during this whole quarantine thing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed doing that. That was fun. Yeah. Dude, it's almost like a mini episode because, or not even a mini episode, like we were on there for an hour and a half. Yeah. So if you guys want a free episode and just hang out with us, we'll probably do another one of those again soon. Who knows? I like I like when people ask us questions. Ducky was very involved, which is awesome. And yep. uh, it was, you know, I don't get to talk to him as much anymore. So it was like really nice, like, talking to him. Emily asked some good questions. Um, I think, uh, I think his name's Arger. I think he asked a question, but yeah, no, I, I, I really liked it. It was, it was fun. It's always fun to talk movies. Always fun to talk movies. I'm glad we got to do it. And I'm glad that the Swampies get to listen to it because they deserve it. <laughs> they deserve it. And we deserve to have fun. Yeah. We deserve to have fun. <laughs> listen, two dudes just want to have fun. That's what they say. That's that's how the song goes. That's all we really want is some fun. Because honestly, when the working day is done, the two dudes just want to have fun. <laughs> I don't know if you're proud of yourself, but I thought that was funny. I am proud of myself. I'm very proud of myself. I'm good. I'm glad. Yeah. Good. I'm glad too. And on that note, suck it, Swampies. Is that a phone want- ringing in your room or in my house? I hear it in the mic. It's not my. We don't have a landline here. Hold on. God damn it. This is why you don't get a landline. We finally get rolling. I got a fucking cheeseburger in the background ringing. Oh, you have a cheeseburger phone, right? Yeah. Fucking phone. (laughs) You could totally put this as a bonus track. I probably will. Son (laughs) of a bitch. I'm going to go and yell at whoever is calling. Do you know what time uh, this is? I don't have a voicemail either or a messaging machine.
Get it going. We get on a roll. I gotta go answer a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> I love that your phone's a cheeseburger. 